Hello, this is Pastor Patrick Hines, and I want to press on in the book of Nehemiah. So let me turn my little book reading light on here. Hopefully it won't, yeah, light up a little bit. <laughs> All right, so Nehemiah chapter 4. Um, this, this book of the Bible was a real joy uh, to preach through. Uh, I learned so much from it. Uh, but let's move into chapter 4 here of Nehemiah. But it so happened when Samballot heard that we were rebuilding the wall, that he was furious and very indignant and mocked the Jews. And he spoke before his brethren and the army of Samaria and said, what are these feeble Jews doing? Will they fortify themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they complete it in a day? Will they revive the stones from the heaps of rubbish, stones that are burned? Okay, so Sanballat is one of these people who's a real enemy of the people of Yawanjana. He's a real enemy uh, of God's people, and he's been an opponent of Nehemiah and of the plan to rebuild the wall around Jerusalem and to restore uh, worship there in the land of Israel and for the people not to be um, in reproach. Samballat, right out of the gate, uh, hated that idea, was very upset that someone came to seek the well-being of the people of Israel. He really didn't like that. And so he's furious, and he's mocking them. And he's asking, you know, rhetorical questions. Are they going to fortify themselves? Are they going to offer sacrifices? Are they going to do this? Are they going to revive all this rubbish, these stones, and rebuild a wall? And then the second guy, who's another really bad person, Samballat the Horonite, is a very wicked, very evil person. Uh, someone that, you know, if, if you know someone like Samballat, as you learn more about um, him in the book of Nehemiah, uh, he's a person that you don't want to have anything to do with. He's a person you don't want to sit down and talk to. Um, if you know people like Sanballat or you know people like Tobiah the Ammonite, you have nothing to do with them. Uh, the scripture says, from such people, turn away. Okay, from such people, turn away. So the next one, Tobiah the Ammonite, verse 3 of Nehemiah 4. Now Tobiah the Ammonite was beside him. And he said, whatever they build, if even a fox goes up on it, he will break down their stone wall. Okay, so... What's he doing? It's just more mockery. What do people like to do? They like to, to mock and make fun of God's people and make fun of um, their efforts to rebuild the wall, to um, rebuild churches, uh, to preach the word of God, to preach the gospel, to do evangelism, to pass out tracts. A lot of times people will mock at that and they'll make fun of it. And so this guy, Tobiah, is saying, yeah, if they rebuild something, a, a little fox could walk up on it and knock it down. So we don't need to worry about it. They're, they're not going to rebuild anything substantial. So then you have another one of Nehemiah's great prayers. I love how these prayers are peppered through the book of Nehemiah, verse 4. Hear, O our God, for we are despised. Turn their reproach on their own heads and give them as plunder to a land of captivity. You hear what he's saying? Let happen to them what happened to us. We were taken into captivity. Let them be taken into captivity this time. Take them away. And then he says in verse 5, do not cover their iniquity. And do not let their sin be blotted out from before you, for they have provoked you to anger before the builders. Okay, so that's a pretty that's a pretty rough prayer. He's praying for God's judgment. Don't forgive them. Don't forgive them, and don't cover their iniquity. Don't let their sin be blotted out. Um, they have provoked you to anger before the builders. Okay, so Nehemiah is doing everything he can. He's he's praying. He's encouraging. Uh, people to stay with it. Don't let the bad guys, don't let their mockery, don't let their insults, don't let their plots and their schemes take you off of task. 
And he prays, Hear, O God, for we are despised, and turn their reproach on their own heads. Give them as plunder to a land of captivity. Don't cover their iniquity, and don't let their sin be blotted out from before you, for they have provoked you to anger before the builders. Now, I love verse 6. Verse 6 is glorious, because this is what we need to do. When we're mocked, when we're opposed, when we go through hard times as a church, as a denomination, or whatever, verse 6, so we built the wall. Really? So you didn't sit down with Sanballat, the Horonite, and Tobiah, the Ammonite official, and ask them why they don't like you, and, and try to find out where they're coming from, and try to understand their own spiritual journeys, or, or whatever? No. They just kept st stayed fast at work. They stayed fast at work. So we rebuilt the wall, and the entire wall was joined together up to half its height, for the people had a mind to work. That's a great line. Having a mind to work. That's what the Christian church needs right now. We need to stop being distracted by trying to legislate LGBTism out of our denominations. We need to stop messing around with liberalism. We need to stop messing around with trying to see if we can get um, other forms of of perversion out of the church, we need to get back to work on the Great Commission, on rebuilding the wall. Give the courts a try, see if they'll get rid of obvious false teaching and false doctrine. If they won't, then get out of that denomination and get with some people that, that are in agreement as to biblical Presbyterianism and get back to work. Rebuild the wall. Have a mind to work. Verse 7. Now it happened when Sam Ballot Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were being restored and the gaps were beginning to be closed, that they became very angry. And all of them conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem and create confusion. Okay, so the more they work, and the more they just, they ignore these people's insults, and they ignore their threats, and they ignore their mockery. The more they do that, the more work they get done, and the more the conflict escalates. The more these people are, man, we've got to do something. we got to get here, and we got to stop this. we got to stop them from rebuilding the wall. And I love verse 9. Nevertheless, we made our prayer to our God, and because of them, we set a watch against them day and night. So they just kept working, but they did. Let's keep an eye out, set up a watch, make sure they're not coming to attack us. Make sure they're not coming to hurt us. And that watch was looking day and night. A great illustration for the church. we got to be on guard and watch out for bad guys and bad people trying to infiltrate and destroy the church day and night. We made our prayer to God, and we kept our guard up. That's all we can do. Pray to the Lord and keep your eyes open. But have a mind to work. Verse 11, or excuse me, verse 10. Then Judah said, the strength of the, of the laborers is failing, and there is so much rubbish that we're not able to build the wall. Verse 11, and our adversaries said, they will neither know nor see anything till we come into their midst and kill them and cause the work to cease. Verse 12, so it was when the Jews who dwelt near, uh, uh, near when the Jews who dwelt near them came that they told us ten times from whatever place you turn, they will be upon us. What's going on here? It's called rumor mongering. They were starting rumors everywhere. No matter where we are, they're going to be upon us. They're going to attack us. Verse 13, therefore I positioned men behind the lower parts of the wall at the openings, and I set the people according to their families with their swords, their spears, 
and their bows. And I looked and arose and said to the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. And that's what men need to do today, especially the elders in the church. Keep your eyes open. Don't be afraid of your enemies. Don't be afraid of your opponents. Remember the Lord, the great and awesome, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. And it happened when our enemies heard that it was known to us and that God had brought their plot to nothing, that all of us returned to the wall, everyone to his work. Man, after all this threatening, from whatever place you turn, they will be upon us. And it's the strength of the laborers is failing and every, things seem to be going so bad. And they, they conspired together to come attack Jerusalem and create confusion. And there's all these rumors. They're coming, they're coming. And they've got to set up guards. And it, they're telling the, their leaders and the people, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who's going to fight for you. you know, and you've got to fight for yourselves and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, your houses. And yet when it becomes known to their enemies that they knew about this and they were ready for them and they had swords ready, the bad guys never show up. It's almost like if you have a will to fight, the bad guys, they're not going to fight you. Why? Because they're cowards. They're cowards. They don't want to fight you. Verse 16. All of us returned to the wall Verse at the end of verse 15 there. So when it became clear that God had brought their plot to nothing, all of us returned to the wall, everyone to his work. So it was from that time on that half of my servants worked at construction while the other half held their spears, the shields, the bows, and wore armor, and the leaders were behind all of the house of Judah. Those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked at construction and with the other they held a weapon. Every one of the builders had his sword girded at his side as he built, and the other who sounded the trumpet was beside me. The sword and the construction tool. Uh, Charles Spurgeon's uh, famous magazine that was published for years was called The Sword and the Trowel. A trowel is a mason, a mason tool used for laying stones. And so you have a sword in one hand and a building tool in the other. That's the way we have to live our entire Christian lives. You have a sword in one hand, the word of God, and you have a, a trowel in the other, which is also basically the word of God and what you're doing, what you're working on. The attempts to catechize your children and to disciple your family and to be a leader, to be strong, to be consistent in your devotional life, to be consistent in not being in a bad mood and things like that. That's what men need to be and do. We need to be consistent. We need to be kind and gracious and smile and be sweet and kind to our wives and have kind words for them and build them up and build up our children and discipline them when need be, but spend 90% of that time doing instruction. A very small portion of, of child rearing is discipline, but 90% of it's instruction, formative instruction. And so these builders, they have a sword in one hand and a building tool in the other. And that's the way it is. Verse 19, then I said to the nobles, the rulers, and the rest of the people, the work is great and extensive, and we are separated far from one another on the wall. Wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us there, our God will fight for us. So we labored in the work, and half of the men held the spears from daybreak until the stars appeared. 
At the same time, I also said to the people, Let each man and his servants stay at night in Jerusalem, that they may be on our guard by night and a working party by day. So neither I, my brethren, my servants, nor the men of the guard who followed me took off our clothes, except that everyone took them off for washing. So this is a very tense situation, and they were very focused. And I love seeing that there is grim determination to get this work done, and they're not going to be distracted by their enemies. They're ready to fight them if they show up. But they're just going to keep on working. They're not going to sit and worry. They're not going to retreat. They're not going to panic. They're just trusting God. We prayed to our God and we worked. We prayed to our God and we worked. We prayed to our God. We had a sword in one hand. We put up a guard to watch. And the rest of us built the wall. We built the wall. We built the wall. And as we know from the rest of the book of Nehemiah, they finished it in 52 days. They finished the wall in 52 days. And then their enemies basically kind of melted into the floor. And it's awesome to see. I love the book of Nehemiah is such a great illustration for the entire church, especially its leaders, on how to deal with all the progressivism and liberalism and apostasy and compromise going on. You address it, you address it, and you get back to work. And if the courts of the church will not discipline people for obvious errors and heresies and false teaching, then get away from that group and find a group that that will discipline its own and hold them accountable to our confession and to scripture. I love Nehemiah 4. You fight for your wives, your children, your sons, your daughters. Don't be afraid. Remember the Lord. Pray to him and keep working. I always think, you know, I'm doing the most damage to the devil and his kingdom when I'm just in my study, right? In this quiet room right here with my books, praying, studying, and writing sermons. That's how, that's how I'm doing it. That's my main task. And I love what I do, and I'm very thankful to God for all the people here. I wish I had more time to invest in everybody here and spend more time with everybody here. But I'm married, have a big family. I do everything I can. But the main thing, my main calling is to be faithful to Scripture, to preach, teach it, and defend it, and to exposit it to the people. And so that's the work from which I will not be called off, from which I will not go meet with Sanballat and Tobiah and their modern disciples who are all over the place today. So that's my, my advice from Nehemiah chapter 4. Stay focused. Stay focused on the task at hand. Stay focused on the task at hand and don't let anything pull you off of it. Pray to the Lord your God and be ready to fight and keep working, keep building, knowing that your labor for the Lord is not in vain. Thanks for watching or listening.